You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shearer, and my guest today is Claudia Dorego. Claudia is Content Marketing Manager at Irwin, a platform that helps companies manage investor relations. Claudia, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. So our topic today is one that I'm sure that anyone in, in B2B content marketing can relate to, and that's managing content expectations. And so first kind of let's, let's define what we're talking about. So when I say like, oh, how do, how do you manage expectations? Like managing what way? So what, what is there to set the stage here for what we're talking about? Absolutely. So I think that it's a long known story that sales and marketing constantly are a little bit of, at a head to head. You know, there's a little bit more of, of different priorities. Of course, sales is looking for sales enablement pieces and marketing sometimes can be very focused on brand and through content and, and their KPIs as well. So when we're talking about expectations as well as alignment, it, it's bringing both of those factors together and being aligned with you know, how much content we're producing, what's most helpful to both sales and marketing, especially content teams at the same time. And yeah, that's, that's where we're coming from today. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, it's maybe primarily sales, right? But, but maybe not only sales, there could be other functions at a company asking, making requests of the marketing team Absolutely. and so on, right? So it's sort of the Absolutely. marketer's burden, right? Having things coming at you from all directions, people saying, Hey, we need this. Uh, we need a, a presentation deck of 50 slides. It would be nice to have it tomorrow. <laughs> Every so, marketer is going to know that pain for sure. We've all had yeah. that deadline of I need it tomorrow or I need it by Friday or whatever that it, that might be. And you have obviously other priorities and things in your week and, you know, setting that expectation of like, okay, now my whole week has been a little bit rearranged. So how do we deal with that? Right. Okay. So when we talk about managing expectations, in a way, what we're really talking about is setting things up so that you're not put in those situations right? Where suddenly exactly. you have to scramble and, and rearrange everything. So how do you do that? What's your approach? For myself, first and foremost, you know, having alignment across every department and as a company as a whole is basically that's step one. So having, you know, I, I've worked in businesses before where the common goal can be a bit money or there's too many focuses. And so what you might be working on in terms of content and what product might need and sales might need is completely different than than what marketing is working on simply because that clear priority hasn't been spoken about. So that's step one of, of also just, you know, having a business that has a very clear goal in mind. Second of all, you know, depending on the department that you might work with most or, you know, even all of them, I have monthly syncs with sales, monthly syncs with product. It doesn't have to be the entire team. It can be, you know, you can select a leader from each of those departments that, that you're connecting with. And those meetings, whether they're 30 minutes, an hour, you obviously can set what you need in terms of time. But those are strictly for does that department need from you? What's working? What isn't? You know, do they have ideas? What are the customers asking for? Even if it's in terms of product, like are they looking for one pagers on how a specific aspect of your product is going to help them or anything like that? So it's it's very helpful to have a sync and, and discuss 
those and even to discuss past ideas that you might even not haven't gotten gotten to yet and you know reprioritizing what you thought was coming up and what was needed and then again on top of obviously very clear lines of communication a, a content calendar it sounds so basic but mm-hmm. it really is the key to to everyone having visibility on what content and marketing is working on as a whole what that deadline mm-hmm. is and you know especially we're coming up onto the end of 2022 a lot of projects are being wrapped up. So even myself, the past week or two, I've had, you know, fellow wonderful co-workers be like, I have this idea and this. I'm like, well, I love the idea and we will, I'm writing it down. I've got it on the back burner, but you know, we have four pieces of content that need to go out before December 24th. So it's, it's really just having a content calendar and knowing what's yeah. coming up and that's something that everyone can have visibility on as well. Yeah. Okay, a lot, lot of great points there. I mean, to start with the last one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah. right, the content calendar, anyone who's ever been in a content production role, whether it's in business or journalism or whatever, you got to have yeah. some way of planning stuff out ahead of time. I mean, that's really all it is. Just so you're not always wondering like, okay, well, what's next? You know, where it's, you're right, it's a simple thing, but if you don't have it, you're in, you're in a lot of trouble, so... That's a good yeah. point. But I like your point about making it transparent. Like it's not just you. Other people can see it too. Exactly. That's and that's the whole point, right? Like we want everyone to know what not not it doesn't have to be every project, but those big hitters, those yeah. pieces of content that people have asked for. You know, if someone from product or sales has asked for a blog and you've said that you're working on it and you've, you know, ex- set that expectation that it's a project that you're working on, it's still required as you as a marketer and as a content marketer to to keep it clear of when they can expect to see that piece whether it's going to be in three weeks two months etc and that's the whole point of the content calendar is to plan things ahead and prioritize accordingly yeah and i think that play that kind of transparency is part of i think the bigger point you were making in in describing these regular meetings that you have with sales product teams etc to So a big part of it is just regular, consistent communication and not waiting until there's a big emergency to talk, but just doing it regularly so that you don't have those big emergencies or you have many fewer of them. Fewer of them. Sometimes, you know, things happen and sometimes, you know, especially in in whatever that might be, a sales account executive or customer success or product, they might be called and, you know, they have a last minute immediate request and we're not saying no to all of those. That's just part of the job, but it's how can we reduce those last minute requests? And, and it also just requires you and your team to be an organized unit, right? Like I don't want to put Mm -hmm. anything onto my team either and to, to blow up their entire week. And they have, I would say the same goal for me as well. Yeah. And it it would seem to me, I mean, tell me what you think that another value of the, this kind of regular communication is that, and you develop relationships and get to know people and, and hopefully in a friendly way. And right, like just makes everything Absolutely. at least a little bit easier, maybe even a lot easier if you yeah, get to know people a little bit as as people and not just in you know the function that they serve in the company. Absolutely. And, and my point is moving forward into, you know, we had COVID and so many of us now work from home permanently. And I, you know, it, it can be very easy just to work with someone through Slack and, and through Zoom and not actually really know the person behind the screen, but getting to know 
uh, your coworkers and knowing how they like to work and the processes that they have in place for their own KPIs, et cetera, helps you work better together. And yeah. knowing their expectations for content and marketing in general is, is helpful for sure. Yeah. And I, I just would think that the more, the better relationship you have with someone, the easier it, it would be to sometimes be able to say, well, no, we can't do that right now. And here's why. And they're just going to give you the benefit of the doubt more if they actually know you and trust you than if they don't. Yeah, exactly. It also, you know, it, saying no comes with the responsibility of what you're saying yes to those projects and those pieces that you're helping with you know, we're hope your goal is to obviously make them top notch and as excellent as you pop. Like if you're saying no to other items, it's because we're hoping that the mm. pieces that you are working on are as helpful and in most impactful as possible. And we're avoiding the fluff pieces that we're pushing out one blog a week and et cetera, because that's just not, you know, plausible, especially if you're a smaller content team. Mm -hmm. Well, Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because that <laughs> kind of segues into another question I wanted to ask, which is that, you know, all, of course, your main your main main mandate is to produce the best content that you can. And, you know, yeah. best meaning the most useful that that best enables sales and, you know, contributes to the whole sales process and all that. So so how how would you say that having a good way of managing expectations, how does that help you and your team create better content? Yeah, I think, again, it just, it it circles back to, we don't want to be writing those half pieces, the, like the half effort pieces of content. And my whole goal is to be as thoughtful and intentional as possible because our content at the end of the day is meant to support your customer. It's not, your content is not the main character. It is the supporting act to your customer who is the main character. And I would rather say no to a few select items or put them on the back burner and be very intentional about the pieces that we're writing and have more time to write and to interview and to ask intentional questions from other team members because then I want to be able to put 100% into that one article instead of stressing, okay, we're just pushing this out as and we just got to hop to the next one and hop to the next one. And it's a constant actual issue, not issue, but reminder for content marketers to, you know, you've, you've created the content. It's also repurposing that in different ways. So if you're constantly mm -hmm. moving to the next piece of content, because you have a, a, so many pieces that are on your to-do list, you're not making those pieces that you have created as impactful as you possibly could for your business. Yeah. Again, I think anyone who's been involved in content creation knows that it's the, the first draft of a thing is not the best draft usually. Right. Oh, and absolutely not. <laughs> even the 10th, even like the 10th draft, if you put it aside yeah. long enough and then come back six months later, you'll probably find all kinds of ways to make it better. Right. It's sort of a never ending process and you need time to be able to do that. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. I, mean, I think it's a matter of carving out a space for yourselves as content creators to be able to put some thought into what you're doing. Exactly. I actually recommend I do it for myself for pieces of content, especially, you know, evergreen pieces. I, that's the goal of, of writing, but setting a, a calendar invite in my Google Cal or something like that, that three months from the published date, six months, nine, 12, just a quarterly check-in on those pieces that you've written and, and you know, circling back and, and double checking that you're making that as impactful and as well written and as helpful to every every person in your business and your customers as possible. Yeah, so. I would, I, I think there's, 
plenty of evidence, <laughs> definitely anecdotal evidence, right? From, I, I think from a lot of marketers that doing that is just as valuable as pumping out a new piece of content. If not more. Yeah. Or at least so. it can be if you're doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So what what's your main takeaway then for you know marketers that might be listening to this that are maybe struggling with the struggling with this very thing with managing expectations? You know what what's the main takeaway? I think again it's just dissolving those silos within your business and your team and again scheduling those monthly or however the time cadence that you'd like, you know, making sure that you're scheduling those chats and discussions, keeping the lines of communications open, even if it's just a Slack, a, a Slack group that you have of, of ideas and concerns. You know, we have a marketing channel in, in our Slack and I've had content specific ones as well, where people can just ask those questions. So it's, it's not just a unit that no one has access to. That's the main one. And then also through, once you've set up that, that will help you collaborate more and have those different perspectives, which will make your content better. And that will help again, as we've mentioned, setting the expectations and making it easier for you to say no, because everyone is aligned with what, what's the most important and what needs to be prioritized. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And just finally, Claudia, how can people connect with you? I'm on LinkedIn. It's just my name. So Claudia Durego, you can find me. I'm also on Twitter. It's the same name as well. And then we also have our Irwin LinkedIn page. So if you're in need of investor relations software or advice, we're happy to help in that, that realm as well. Okay. Very good. Well, well, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn and to Irwin's Perfect. page on LinkedIn as well in the show notes. And well, thank you so much for a really good conversation on a pretty fascinating topic. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was, it was a great conversation. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.